Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. is insurance different between residential versus commercial? Now, insurance in residential is very standard. You've got your two-bath, three-bedrooms, house in an area, whether you're prone to fire, flood, cyclone, those are things going to add a premium. Now, in commercial property, it's fundamentally different. The type of tenant you have, where the building's located, whether it's affected by weather or the particular equipment your tenant's about to install it, all affects the premium. And you can spike from having a very little premium to going up higher in the space of six or nine months or every time when you come up to renewal. So listen to this podcast and let me share with you the difference between insurances Resi versus commercial, the long battle continues. Whether you should be investing in residential, commercial, or of course the answer is you should invest in both residential and commercial because it completes your property portfolio and it actually accelerates your property portfolio so much faster. When you have cash flow and growth together and you're not relying on you to service and maintain the property as well as service the debt, then you can accelerate so much faster and retire so much faster. And of course, commercial property just fast tracks that process. But of course, there's many, many different things how commercial behaves differently to residential. And today I am going to talk about insurance. Now, this, I am not an insurance broker, give you some details, but it is very property specific because it's all about levering up and moving forward faster. So without to do, what is insurance that you need on a commercial property or on any property? So insurance is typically on the building itself. So what does that mean? That means that when you go and buy, whether it's a house, you will need to buy building insurance. That's typically what the insurance is for. Right? If you buy an apartment, you don't need building insurance because the strata manager is already taken out building insurance on behalf of the full building and it actually gets included in your strata fees, right? So if you go and buy a freestanding house, so a house with three bedroom, four bedroom, five bedroom, whether it's located in Adelaide, Brisbane, Sydney, you need insurance, property insurance. Now the property insurance is going to vary depending on the location, depending if it's flood prone, depending if it's fire prone, depending if it has any natural disasters that it's likely to have and also how old it is, what it's filled with, whether there's asbestos in there and whether it's compliant in terms of its plumbing, electricals and roof. And that is really when you buy residential insurance, they're going to look at. But it's pretty generic, right? If you live in the suburb of Taramara, you live in the suburb of Glenelg, you live in the suburb of Logan, or you live in the suburb of Richmond in Melbourne, it's all going to be very area specific. So they know in this area what kind of risk it's going to have. And unless your property is very specific and say like it backs onto a national park, so it's fire prone, all that is in Brisbane and it's had floods in the past, it's not going to really spike massively. It is going to go up gradually each year. Now that's residential. In commercial, it's fundamentally different. Now commercial property is based on the tenant, the location, and also the risk factors. So let's say that you want to buy building insurance in towns. Now Townsville's had floods. It's going to have a cyclone. It has had a cyclone this year or about to. Now the insurance company is going to say, well, that is high risk. Now that high risk applies to the whole town. 
which means that all the insurances in that town is going to spike regardless of whether you are in a flood zone or not in a flood zone, right? But all of things are going to go up because it's a risk levy that this insurance company have applied to. Now, we couple that with, let's say you have a cafe tenant that does deep frying. You might have a tenant next door that's retail, but they do like surfboards and let's say they recoat surfboards and they have a little a workshop at the back and that's like a pseudo display center with a little warehouse that's going to spike with resins and everything a flammable right let's say then you might have a tenant that is a tire tenant now tires are flammable so then that adds on to the next level of levies right so now instead of you paying say five thousand dollars like the property next door because you have very tenant specific risks you might pay seven thousand for your particular property now if your tenant moves out let's say the cafe no longer does deep frying you no longer have a tired tenant you no longer have a tenant that does coating resins or any of the flammable stuff all of a sudden your insurance will drop back to about five grand it has its general level and then it has levies on top of it depending on your tenant so that's why it's really important to go back to the insurance company and actually tell them what kind of tenants you have so firstly they'll continue to insure you secondly that you premium match and thirdly, that if something does happen, let's say that the deep fryer or that the resin became flammable over and I burned down the building, they're actually going to pay for the replacement of your building. Now, commercial property fundamentally works differently from residential, especially in this insurance part where we talk about replacement. But in resi, if you have a flood, if you have fire, yes, it burns down the property. The property hasn't really changed. It's still it's three by two, four by two, garage and London build a granny flat might have done some bits and pieces to it but it hasn't fundamentally changed the nature it didn't go let's say to a residential to a childcare center a residential to a boarding house right it actually does just pretty much what it is so when it gets burned out the insurance claim is pretty pretty simple to claim now in commercial it isn't now was your tenant negligent were you negligent did you actually get the replacement value right and did you cover everything else now, when I say come for everything else, there's stuff like business interruption. So what is business interruption? It's say, after what happened, cyclone, flood, fire, someone ran into your building. Did you get business interruption so that your tenant couldn't operate? And then you still have to pay your mortgage. This is when insurance company steps in and helps you pay that rent that if there were the tenant. But did you get that? And did you get that for the right type of tenant, right? Did you have that right estimate? Was it a hundred grand? Or did you just thought you could save on insurance and just call it 50? But when it happened, they only give, give you 50 grand a year, right? But what about the right type of tenant? If you did declare that you had someone working on resin or a tire shop, it burns down, the insurance company is not going to be able to pay you, that won't pay you to replace your building. And then you're absolutely stuck. What about things like covering for flood, covering for fire? Those things that typically people tend to scream for, but you just don't do that in commercial because if that happened, again, they won't pay the claim. There's also things like a debris removal. So when your building is demolished, you need to remove the debris. And that does impact on the cost of rebuilding the property. So now you know the cost of building has gone up. So the insurance company often has said, well, who might have bought a property for $1 million? And the building might be, the land might be 250, the building might be 750. And you thought, great, I'm going to insure for 750,000. But that's not the case. The insurance companies that we want you, the estimate that we have and through the valuations that we've done, your property rebuild is 1.5 million because the cost of building and replacing and debris removal and everything else is going to be 1.5. You have to insure it for 1.5. If you insure it for less, 
either going to give you 750000 you're going to find that's only going to be able to pay for half of your building rebuild and you have to come up with the rest. So those are the little nitty gritties that impact commercial property. And every commercial property deal is different and live. So we get every single commercial property deal that we do re-quoted so that we know that you're getting the absolute information when you actually come to doing your insurance. If you didn't do that, then you could find yourself in a territory where you come up with a lot of surprises. You could find that when you come to insurance renewal after you say you've bought a property and the next year comes to insurance renewal, it could have gone up by 30, 40% and that erodes your returns and your yields. Yes, the thing is, the tenant does pay for the outgoings, but you don't want to be going to your tenant and say, hey, your insurance was five grand when I bought the property, but today it's going to be 10 grand. Your tenant is not going to want to fork out an extra five grand a year for it. And that creates issues and trust issues, but relationship issues, but also future issues for your tenant, right? Because you've got to take care of your tenant in commercial it's about win-win. So when you do your due diligence, it's really important to find the accuracy of your insurance property on your property. And therefore, what we do is we use specialist insurance brokers rather than generic ones that you go to like CGU or NRMA. We Rather than doing that, we actually go to a specialist insurance broker who can go out and often get three or four quotes from specialist companies that you haven't even heard of in residential to quote for your commercial property. Now, I know this sounds all really complicated, but the simplest way to actually get the right insurance for your commercial property and to see the difference between your residential to your commercial is to have a team that surrounds you. So here at Unicorn Commercial Property, one of the big things that we specialize on is strategy. It's always about getting the right strategy for your property journey. So whether that's commercial or residential, it's about building out the journey so that you can see how property one leads to property two, to property three, to property four, and how you can accelerate your retirement journey so that you get to financial freedom so much faster. Now, the simplest way for you to implement the knowledge I've shared with you today is to book it the link below. Click the link below. Book it for a free strategy session. A strategy session is obligation free. All I'm going to do is share with you all the strategies how commercial property can help you get to the next level, help you level up, give you more cash flow and more growth, how to combine your residential with commercial. And yes, if you have no residential, you can still start with commercial and how we can help you get to your financial freedom figure. Right? So obligation free, click the link below, book you for that strategy call. Check out our latest events that's coming up in February. I look forward to helping you in your commercial property journey. Hope you enjoyed that podcast regarding residential versus commercial insurance. Now, hopefully you can see the fundamental differences of why in residential, it's so easy to get cookie cutter insurance reduced over time. But in commercial, how you have to get it re-quoted every time you buy a property just to make sure it is up to scratch. Also, how every year the renewal needs to come up to standard and you need to update the insurance company every time you have a change of tenant and how sometimes your lease terms need to reflect the tenant you have. So they can pay for the additional insurance because ultimately your tenant may need to pay for the difference in premium. But there's a lot of nuances on how insurance works in commercial property if you want someone to help you in your commercial property journey. So if you need a team to help you through the minefield that is not only insurance but commercial property and property guide you through and show you what is the right way to do it versus the wrong way, how not to make those mistakes, then reach out to Unicorn. 
www.helentarrant.com.au, helentarrant.com, where you can see some of our previous videos, download an ebook, or simply get a copy of our my book called Cashed Up Commercial Property or join one of our events. Heaps of ways for you to get involved in the community, but the most important thing is you've got to educate and know what to look for so you don't make the mistakes going forward. And insurance, is, it's got a lot of its own pitfalls and those are the things you want to avoid and make sure you get it right when you buy your commercial property and you want to make sure that your tenant does pay for those insurances so that you're not out of pocket in your returns. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property. 